1: Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision
0: Well we like to check in with the ACL, the Australian Christian Lobby on a Monday, getting ahead of what is coming the political agenda that is upon us for this coming week and Dan Flynn, Deputy Director of the Australian Christian Lobby is back with us Hey Dan, a special welcome back to 2020
1: Thanks very much Neil, great to be here
0: Hey Dan, we'll get on to the Australian Capital Territory and the Calvary Hospital in just a few moments uh, but there's something disturbing that's arisen in Western Australia, a billboard that's been approved in Western Australia which some are getting a little bit concerned about. What are the details here?
1: The situation is Neil, there's a large billboard on a large highway in WA and uh, you know, he's had a, um, I suppose a half-naked woman in a very suggestive pose and uh, it was quite near uh, a school a few blocks away and all traffic and all children etc driving uh, along this highway had to see it so Peter Abetz uh, launched you know, a very capable campaign against the billboard many others did as well uh, there was petition signed by over 6,000 members of the Perth community objecting you know, really to the way that women were um, depicted and what that means for young people, uh, et cetera. And sadly, on uh, Friday, the Advertising Standards Board came back and said, look, no, the um, it's not exploitative, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, even though the um, the billboard had links on it uh, to very explicit porn sites, uh, it, it couldn't have been more explicit. And it's, it's, a, it's a sad day uh, that... Um, uh, that is allowed through. And so Peter Vets, um, uh you know, is, is quite concerned and, uh, you know, feels that we should actually abolish this uh, advertising standards community panel. And, uh, you know, you, you simply couldn't, nobody could put this uh, billboard or a poster like it in a workplace, uh, and yet it's perfectly fine out on the streets where uh, young people are subject to it. And, Neil... yeah I don't know how you feel about this Neil but uh, it's a very tragic thing when the burden is put on the child to look away basically.
0: Well you raise a really important point don't you because what you can put on the wall in your workplace and it used to be the case uh, that a lot of workplaces particularly male dominated workplaces you know you'd go to uh, the back room or the kitchen and there'd be all sorts of Posters on the wall uh, that really got under the collars of people who said this is not an appropriate moral standard, and as you say, yet you can actually put something up that advertises pornography out in the general public. So yes, it, it's a double standard. It doesn't make any
1: sense. You know, it's it's um, well, I mean, it's adult, uh, you know, it's adult porn sites. So I can't help but think of Alexander Saltsanitsin. And uh, I'm, I'm sure many of your viewers are aware of, of this uh, Russian dissident. And Putin's in the news, probably not a bad time to reflect on him. But he spoke about pornography and children. And uh, he was exiled from Russia in about 1974 because of his um, revealing of what was going on in the Gulags, what Stalin was doing. And was very, he was very inconvenient uh, for Russia. So uh, he came and he lived in America. And uh, he supported... He surprised people at a Harvard commencement speech in 1978. In fact, there was booing during his talk because he was critical of the West. And one of the things he said, and this is relevant to this billboard, that, um, and I'm just reading from this controversial commencement speech, he said, in the West, uh, it's time to defend not so much human rights as human obligations. And he spoke of destructive and irresponsible freedom has been granted boundless space and he said so society appears to have little defence against the abyss of human decadence such as for example the misuse of liberty for moral violence uh, against young people such as motion pictures full of pornography, crime and horror. It's considered to be part of freedom and theoretically counterbalanced by the young person's right not to look at or not to accept. So yes as a there's a theoretical counterbalance. Yes, a young person being driven along by their parents doesn't have to look at this explicit image, but that's just that's just a theoretical balance. And there's no way that that's going to be a protection against corruption of that child. So it's a it's a sad moment, and we have to think structurally about uh, you know what type of uh, you know ad standards councils and committees are actually considering this, and, and whether they could be replaced.
0: Well, and back in Alexandra Solzhenitsyn's day, uh, the standard of pornography was way, way lower than it is that's generally available to anyone on a mobile device. So uh, getting that sort of insight uh, around uh, those sorts of human rights, uh, basic rights, are very, very significant. And just to draw attention to this fact Dan, that uh, the ACL has now, for a long time, and especially under some wonderful leadership from Wendy Francis, uh, had a making the outdoors G-rated appeal and a initiative that's been going now for many, many years. Uh, that really still stands. And as a Christian believer, that's the sort of standard you really want a G-rated in the outdoors because that's what our children are exposed to.
1: Absolutely, Neil, and um, you know we understand that about sixty-nine percent of boys and. of girls are exposed to pornography by the time they're 13. So um, uh, obviously outdoor advertising is an element of it. On mobile phones is another. And so um, people will find uh, that we have a campaign at ACL called One Click Away. uh, And that is uh, designed to make sure that uh, people under 18 cannot access these sites. These sites will require you to provide you know, a licence or something to prove you're over 18. So, um, yeah, kudos to Wendy Francis uh, and uh, full steam ahead to this campaign. And the One Click
0: Away campaign, uh, you'll be able to get some details about that when you go to the Australian Christian Lobby website, acl.org.au, the One Click Away campaign, and it's almost as though, Dan... Uh, When we come to these types of campaigns, they are like an endless journey. No one ever makes a decision about uh, what will happen uh, to keep children from easy access to pornography online. Uh, But in some sense, the journey is very important. It's very necessary, keeps it in the public or at least in our public Uh, imagination that those sorts of things are serious and we need to take responsibility as parents. But uh, I'll just point listeners to the ACL website, acl.org.au. Hey, Dan, let's just pick up on the Calvary hospital in Canberra. Um, uh, Time's running out about a week away, unless there's some sort of federal intervention. uh, It looks like there'll be a hostile takeover.
1: Uh, What's the latest that you're aware of? Well, uh, the Court of Appeal in the ACT uh, did publish an opinion on Friday. Uh, I have not had an opportunity to read that opinion yet, but uh, from my brief uh, consideration of it, it relates to whether there was just terms provided to the hospital. So uh, there is a time window of 30 days to appeal uh, that Calvary Health have, uh, but there's only about what seven or eight days until the 3rd of July. So. Uh, What Calvary could do is they could go to the High Court and say, we are considering an appeal, uh, or in fact, we will appeal, and please grant an injunction to prevent the ACT government entering. They could do that, and uh, I'm just not aware of what their intention is at this stage. Um, The other development is, and this won't stop the takeover, but Matt Canavan has very cleverly um, uh, devised a way in which the Senate will consider this matter in an inquiry. And so that uh, there's been an inquiry set up uh, that uh, has to report by, I think, the 3rd of August. Now, the inquiry won't stop the takeover, but it does provide stakeholders, staff members of Calvary Hospital, uh, religious groups, to give evidence uh, to the Senate uh, about the issue. So it may stop uh, the spread in other states and may uh, unearth perhaps the motivation Of the ACT government. So uh, that's uh, some protection against future takeovers in other states.
0: Well, we were talking a little about this in a segment on Friday and uh, discovered something pretty important that hasn't really been aired a lot, and uh, I'm not sure whether you'll know all the details about the foundations for the Calvary Hospital in Canberra, but it was established by six courageous sisters of the little company of Mary uh, who sailed into Sydney uh, back in 1885. And the thought was, you know, you've got uh, these Roman Catholic nuns who have at the best interests of all of those that they serve a high level of health care and certainly a pro life perspective i wonder whether uh, there's something here in what's being lost morally uh, when you recognize that these uh, women of god these sisters of the little company of mary uh, that they actually made that uh, that uh, decision to establish the hospital way back a long time ago any any uh, any thoughts around that from
1: you dan i oh, look it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful uh, fact and uh, yes, it's you know it's obviously uh, very present around the hospital. The reference to these nuns and to their legacy. Uh, there are a number of you know statues uh, around the hospital, the most significant being a Christian cross atop the hospital. Uh, but you'll be in no doubt, uh, the health minister in the ACT, uh, Rachel Stephen smith has said that a cross on top of this hospital uh, is inconsistent with public health delivery, uh, and she expects, uh, like I do, that that cross will be removed immediately. So, um, yeah, we have much to fight for, Neil. You know, the contrast
0: between what the hospital was founded on and what it will move to with a hostile takeover, I came across a quote Uh, from the founder of the Sisters of the Little Company of Mary, and you'll be interested in this too, Dan. Uh, Her name is Mary Potter, and uh, Mary Potter is quoted as saying, I cannot but feel I have had a call from God to devote myself to help save souls in their last hour. I have been drawn so strongly to pray for the dying. Now... If I'm remembering correctly, a week ago uh, on this segment, uh, you were saying there may be all sorts of developments around issues to do with euthanasia uh, in the ACT later this year. Is there any other light you can shed on uh, your understanding of
1: of the plans of the ACT government? I do know that there is a unit inside the government, uh, inside the public service here devoted to that and uh, once Calvary acquisition is out of the way, uh, and the dust has settled, settled a little bit, uh, we'll be hearing excited announcements about euthanasia uh, right across uh, Canberra, including in the new North Canberra Hospital will be the uh, way in which Calvary Hospital will be referred to, the North Canberra Hospital. <sighs>
0: Any word at all from the Roman Catholic Church from your end at all, Dan? I mean, because the, the Catholic Church is a big organisation and uh, they seem to be getting pushed around easily here by the ACT government. Has there been any word from uh, from uh, senior leaders in the Catholic Church?
1: Yes, well, uh, Father, Father Tony Percy is leading the campaign here in the ACT. Uh, he's been quite uh, vocal uh, about the need for an inquiry, and vocal about his opposition uh, to the takeover, so it is a hostile takeover. Uh, and I've been obviously speaking to Father Tony Percy. Uh, they're obviously very concerned about this, but I think also you know there's concern about other uh, Catholic assets like St Vincent's Hospital in Sydney, uh, St Vincent's Hospital in Melbourne, for example. And uh, yes, among um, and even among leading doctors, uh, there's concern about possible takeovers. Uh, You know, say, for example, uh, Daniel Andrews uh, wanted to take over uh, St. Vincent's Hospital in Melbourne uh, so that euthanasia could be rolled out there. I mean, you know, when this Canberra take over, when and if it gets through, uh, then, you know, what is next? Um, And, you know, an ideological uh, socialist left uh, leader uh, may feel that um, the way has been cleared uh, to take over a, a major... Uh, Faith-based
0: hospital. There couldn't be more of a contrast, could there? Uh, A hospital that is founded uh, basically on the premise of care for the dying, the salvation of souls, and uh, keeping people in comfort as they are coming to the end of their life. uh, To an and what seems to be just a, uh, a an opposite. Uh, turning Calvary Hospital into an abortion hospital, a euthanasia hospital—that's uh, what it's all go- always going to be characterised, isn't it? When it's called North Canberra Hospital.
1: No, absolutely, Neil. That's that's absolutely what it's about: um, euthanasia and uh, abortion on demand. Uh, so, um, but I must say this, Neil. Your viewers have been very, very helpful to us. Uh, we spoke about babies' booties being made to. Um, uh, memorialised babies that are uh, born alive after a failed abortion. At that time, we were beginning at ground zero uh, and we were trying to raise uh, 800 sets of booties. Uh, well, Neil, I can tell you that um, uh, your listeners and our other supporters have been very, very generous. I think we now have uh, over thousand, 1,027 pledges of sets of babies' booties to be placed on the lawns of the Australian... Um, Parliament House, and uh, yes, yeah, so I thank you to your listeners for uh, picking up the vision and wanting to, um, yeah, I suppose, uh, stand with and, and uh, uh, take a pledge of sorts to stand with babies that are born alive, that they should be given um, medical treatment or palliative care um, uh, if they're born alive after a failed abortion.
0: You know, uh, that is a wonderful accolade for listeners and, uh, of course, you've got a great support base already too, but uh, to go from zero... Uh, just a week ago, the call for eight hundred sets of booties, and all of a sudden, there's over a thousand pledges of baby booties. Hey, is there a limit there, Dan? I mean, if you uh, if you if you ended up with two thousand, if you ended up with three thousand, uh, you'll find some uses for them. Sending them off to hospitals. Uh, I know that I know yes, that you're you're intending to send the initial eight hundred off to the Calvary Hospital. So, is that still a
1: possibility? Uh, yes, it is, Neil, and we. Um We've located a wonderful, um, uh, you know, pro-life pregnancy support uh, organisation in Queenbeyan, just just near the capital here, uh, and uh, we'll give uh, some surplus to them and, uh, you know, obviously other organisations that support uh, women in, in, you know, I suppose a crisis pregnancy for them uh, and who are encouraged to keep their baby because there are supports available, including some clothes including some booties. So uh, we'll look to uh, make sure those booties, uh, that they get on the right feet.
0: Wonderful stuff. And Dan, I'll point listeners to the Australian Christian Lobby website, acl.org.au, both to keep up with what's going on at Calvary Hospital and to to find out how you can actually be supportive so far as those baby booties and that campaign. uh, There's also that one click away campaign. It also... Uh, that issue around the billboard in Western Australia for listeners, acl.org.au. Dan Flynn is Deputy Director of the Australian Christian Lobby. Dan, thanks so much for another great update today on 2020.
1: Thank you very much, Neil. My pleasure. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.